0: Welcome to the Rugby Bits Podcast. And today the adults have left the room and they've left myself and Cooks to go over the European Champions Cup and Challenge Cup quarterfinals to think over what's going to happen in the home stretch of the URC and to genuinely catch up as well. Cooks, I've got you. We were talking now just before we started recording about your awesome weekend at, at the at the St. Um, Stythians Festival. Um, how was it? Are you recovering from that?
1: Hey, Tels. Hey, guys. Um, good to be back. Yeah, Jesus, good fun. I mean, um, Joburg, January is that's probably the, one of the best weekends in Joburg is Easter weekend, all the, obviously all the festivals Yeah, I mean, all the old boys come out. And, um, yeah, it's a tough weekend to be to be a cold one. And the weather actually we played along for a change. Last year it was pouring with rain, so it made it t- terrible. Um, yeah, since then it was good fun. Uh, at the part of the game, the best game I saw that day was Bishop's Bishop car. Pop oh the biggest rugby side I've seen in a very long time versus bishops, mm-hmm. who are literally trying to run it from anywhere. But um, yeah, it was. All festivals seem to be to be very good, and um, generally the rugby in Easter is is good. But um, yeah, I think now we look forward to the normal derby days. Um, Private schools are still on holiday for a bit, but now the general derby days get come back. I'm telling you right now, the biggest game this weekend, probably bigger than all the URC games, is. Grey Bloom versus Otiniqua in in George. Otoniqua's got a very mm. good side this year. And um I think it's their 150th year up against a very, very good Grey Bloom side. They're probably the two best schools in the country at the moment. So that's going to be an absolute, absolute, absolute cracker.
0: Yeah. No, I caught myself watching a bit of the the action over the weekend. Shout out to Marisburg College. Had a great weekend um in Joburg as well, beating JP. Um, I saw that there was also um, at the Super Sports School's channel, um, 216 on South African viewers, I saw that there was even under 13 rugby that was happening there. And, yeah, Cooks, I know you've had your experience with coaching and it's going to bring me to a bit of an impromptu, uh, non-official first phase question. But just <laughs> watching that under 13 game, I was just like, she's. I didn't realize how badly kids play rugby because there was so much space these kids were not using and they're not even trying to <laughs> fold in defense. There was like no communication. It was basically just get into the big guy. He gets past a few people. You try to do two or three passes in a row, there's a knock on. But um, I saw Agent Slabbert had this um, question on Twitter on Sunday about what the biggest coach killers are. And I, I saw you had a few things to contribute there. So I wanted to hear about those coach killers of yours.
1: Well, one is, I mean, I remember I was at Woodridge, obviously coaching uh, first team. And then the one, we play, we, we don't, the college didn't play uh, St. Andrews, but the prep played St. Andrews. So I was, I was off that weekend. I thought I was off and then I took over that 11A side. And I could not believe how much space there was <laughs> behind, behind the game line. So I, I, I put together mm. this game plan of trying to obviously, just, obviously try playing behind St. Andrews. Then my headmaster comes to me in the middle of the game and goes, stop that kicking and try and run it. I'm like, well, they're faster than us. So like, it doesn't make sense for me to try and run it because they're faster than us, but there's space in behind. (laughs) But but, um, my my, my two ultimate, ultimate coach killers is defending for about five minutes or three, four minutes. On your own halfway line, you win a penalty and your kicker does not find touch. And you proceed to defend again for another (laughs) multiple phases. That absolutely, it irks me. Uh, my second is and probably my biggest, biggest one is because at Woodridge, we could never take kickoffs. So my my coach and I had we coached you for about six years at Woodridge. And I think you probably took about three in about in, in all those in all those years. And <laughs> like sc- scoring a try and then knocking it on a kickoff is it's the worst for me. Like, you kick off and then you like all the momentum back. And tell t- I tell you like we, we, we probably tried about eight or nine different kickoff formations, you know, two props, two props, lifting, splitting guys. We just could not take kickoffs. Like, it was just like, I don't know what it, <laughs> what it is. We tried everything, but that, And I mean, obviously you, you get the, the old age of not finding 10, but when, when you score a try and you can't, we don't exit properly after a kickoff. It's, it's very frustrating, like just giving back that momentum After you had scored, and I probably I think the third one I'll say is conceding a try in opposition twenty-two when you have them pinned back, you have them pinned back. Mm. They're about to scramble, and then you concede you concede a try, and they get an an easy exit and the line out again. That one is oh, that one is that one is frustrating. What are some of yours?
0: Yeah, I think those are two of. near the top of the biggest issues that the Springboks have actually as well. <laughs> because we've been really <laughs> bad with kickoffs um the last few years. For some reason we'll just concede either a knock-on or a penalty when we receive our kickoffs. And we all know Andre Pollard and his tendency to not put out a kick and kick into touch when the when the game's on the line. He he loves to pull that trick as well when you know in games as well. I think mine is just any and i was a hooker once so i have some sympathy i know it's not always a hooker's fault but you get the penalty you kick it out you're in the 22 of the opposition you're gonna set up for a rolling mall or some move and then the hooker doesn't throw it straight that oh. kills my soul oh my goodness that <laughs> that really will take away any sort of like goodwill i have to a team it really really kills me and obviously we have our hookers that have issues with that right now especially. I think Bonambi and Dweba at the moment aren't really doing well. They're throwing, but New Zealand hookers are the best at that because obviously those New Zealand hookers aren't really there for hooking. They're there to play like third outside centre. And Kevin Mialamo used to be a favourite with that. And I think especially in those years with Victor Matfield, you just knew that that lineout in the twenty-two was ours. And yo, I can't imagine how Graham Henry was feeling when he had to watch that over and over again. But just to share some of the other coach killers that were shared there with Adrian, there's one about, you know, spurting a four-man overlap by cutting back inside with try-line fever only to be tackled and pushed. Yeah, I think that's also yeah, just a, that's, a horrible coach killer. Because boring. there's always that one player, uh, cooks, and I'm sure you must, must have had one or two in your experience as a coach. There's always that one player that will always cut inside for himself for the try.
1: Yeah, Always. Always, or also, you know, even worse than that, skipping an overlap. When you have four v one and the guy just skips two players, and yeah. just, he just, he just, the <laughs> wing just gets tackled out. Then you're like, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, the cutting inside one hurts me. And you just cut inside. You're like, but why would you <laughs> cut inside? That also, my favorite one, my worst one also is a wing being tackled out. Don't get tackled out. Come on. Like, <laughs> you know you're not forced. You, you know there's no space on the outside. Cut back in, set up a man, set up another move or another face. So we can play rugby again. Like we wing it tackled out for me is, 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 is unprofessional. It is, it, it's, it's unprofessional. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You take it out. Like, I don't get it. Like I can never, I can never, unless you're going for a try to win the game or something, but I don't like, if you can take it on the halfway line, I don't understand what are we doing here? Like, sorry, coach. I thought I could round you. Like, why? Why now? <laughs>
0: you know another one that i'm thinking about now <laughs> i'm gonna pay for your, your high blood pressure rates after this as well but um one another person was talking about pre-tri celebrations that lead to like a Ooh. knock-on or something and obviously that's a big one with high school um, kids and, and parents uh, and uh, coaches as well i remember um you know you have every year that one second team player usually a fly off that should be playing first team but he's not this so in one of those years at college this guy took an intercept um i think 50 meters from the line against i think westville and he started jogging he started looking around the the like everywhere and then obviously the fullback caught him and the coach and i mean look this was 20 in the 2010s so you can't really do these things anymore And the coach actually took him by the the collar (laughs) throughout the field. <laughs> and we were, look, we we're all saying, look, this guy should play first team, but we we're like, nah, fair enough. We, we totally get where the coach is coming from here because you can't do things like that on the rugby field.
1: No, hundred percent. That's yeah. The celebration one is, is, is the worst, but I'll give you one last one. This is the last of. There's nothing worse than this one for me. You win a penalty on the half line something. So like, you know, there's normally like sometimes it's like a little pause, like, like you have like a minute to see, someone's trying to get up. So at that stage, you're like looking at other coaches and be like, listen, what, what are we going to call now when you offer this line out? And as you turn back, mm. there goes your nine, who has quick tapped, on his own, and
0: then boom, is <laughs> stolen back. And you're like, So the first Yankees against the Lions.
1: Yeah. And then you're like, what are we doing? Like, why are we kicking? Why are we all like, or as about to give a call, your nine, your nine quick taps and knocks it on. And it's like, especially if you can see it as a coach you, you turn around and you're like, so why are we scrumming now? I never called scrum. <laughs> and then it's like their ball, you're like, knock on. So you're like, when did we knock it on? And then you ask the captain, it's like, no, James quick tap, sir. And you're like, wow. You're like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> you're like, man, like we have time. I- I'm about to see. And then since that moment, it happened to be my first year coaching first Woodridge. But then since then we've got a designated grade eight kid. Who sat next to us as the coaches, so as soon as we have got a penalty that was in range, he just ran on the field. When we asked the captain what he's thinking, the, the kicks ran on and with the T. Like, yeah, kick. That's what we're doing. Don't have any ideas. So by the time we ever go that great eight kid is on his bike. Go. Cheers. With the T give him. <laughs> kick. <laughs> there's no. <laughs> and there's not like a no, but sir, he gives him the T like hey, kick for poles. That's the call. There's no. And, so, and then other parents be like, other coaches, like, no, must let the kids think for themselves. Like, you can do that under 15 days. We're trying to win a derby day year. So you must kick for poles. we we five meters out. Like, <laughs> what, what else? What, what other option are we going to do? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> kick for poles. So that's what the great eight kid, we, we, we must, used to get the normally the wing. And you would tell him as soon as, and we'll send him with a T, like, go, run, kick, turn, him kick for poles. None of this quick tap and knock on nonsense. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I can totally understand why coaches get gray hairs very quickly in this job. And speaking of gray hairs, there was a few that came on some South African head coaches um, heads this weekend with some of our results in Europe this weekend. So we have we had three teams that were in the European Champions Cup and Challenge Cup quarterfinals this weekend. And after this weekend, we now have zero teams that are in this. So just to run through the results. Leinster started the weekend beating Leicester by fifty-five points to twenty-four. Toulouse thought they could do it; a, they could do one better, beating the Sharks fifty-four points to twenty um, in their game in, in in Toulouse. Then it was the turn of Exeter; they faced the Stormers and they beat them forty-two points to seventeen. And then La Rochelle came in with a pretty, a very, very close, tight game of twenty-four points to ten against Saracens, and. You know, that that was just the the whole theme of this weekend was the home teams dominating and getting big scores. And then quickly in the Challenge Cup, you had um Scarlets beating Clement by two points, 32 points to 30. You had Benetton beating Cardiff 27-23. You had Glasgow beating the Lions 31-21. And then Toulon um, taking some revenge for last year's Challenge Cup final, beating Lyon 48-23. But, quick, let's start with um, the first South African game, which was the Toulouse versus Sharks game on Saturday afternoon. Game with a lot of controversy, um, a lot of thoughts and takes about TMOs, all that sort of stuff. But before we get there, I think actually for at least 60, 65 minutes, the Sharks really outperformed themselves and they did really well on Saturday. I was really impressed with how they're able to keep the intensity and play against Toulouse and play fire with fire because it just showed that. When they want to, the sharks can actually be an organized team. One
1: hundred percent. I think that first yeah, for six first sixty minutes was probably the performance of the season. Um, to go to France and against Toulouse is one of the best sides in Europe, and yeah, I thought and and to hang in there and to sort of match them blow for blow, I thought that was that was great to watch. Cohen Bosch, jeez, oh, that's the Cohen Bosch. We always rave about, and the one that you always want to see, and um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely, was, I genuinely was impressed with the sharks. I, I don't think the the fifty points does reflect on the game, but I mean, in the, the day, it is. It, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to such concede fifty points and be like, yeah, but it doesn't like. Yes, to lose one, and they 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 are the better side, but um, I thought that the 60, first sixty minutes was very very impressive by by the sharks. Um, Obviously Khalicia another good game. I've I'm, I'm, I'm been very impressed with the way Norte is playing since he came since he, since since he's been starting. But um yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, there are lots of there's a lot there are lots of controversial things and TMOs, but I've got a very, very hot take about that, which I'll say for a little bit later. But yeah. But again, but tell me, like, doesn't it that that also not some up the shock season, like glimpses of good? And also then you know the also show 50 points as well. I think that for me that performance does kind of sum up, sum up where the Sharks are.
0: Mm. And yeah, and when you think about it, yes, there was some good things and I think some good planning from the Sharks. I mean, I think especially in the first few minutes, Bosch was executing the kicking game so well and really didn't allow um, DuPont and, Toma- and um, Thomas Ramos and Timak to get on top of them by sort of putting them in their half. Um, You could see the Sharks were trying to play with a lot of pace and try to match the pace that Toulouse was playing at, trying to tire those big Toulouse forwards, of course. But at the end of the day, it's still the same issues. Um, I think with all the positives, there were still some negatives. Like Let's not even get to defensively first, but let's start with just an attack. I think there was a lot of situations where it did still feel individualistic, where it did require either and Bosch with the turn of pace or Grant Williams or put a Chamberlain for the one try or like mapimbi just being absolutely brilliant in that disallowed um, try for, for Williams as well. Like there's still a lot in the, in the Sharks game plan that relies on individual brilliance, which means that they're not creating space for themselves. They, 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 the game plan is not creating space for themselves. Those players are creating space for themselves, which is an issue that comes later. The lineup still has its issues. I don't think is at the best form with his throwing at the moment. Um, I don't know. obviously, not having it to bit doesn't help, but the lineout was was having a struggles. but then defensively, goodness, there was a lot of weak tackles, especially in that last 10 minutes. I don't think I will ever see a, a worse Lukaanya um defensive game than that. There was quite a few missed tackles that he had. There was a lot of times where he was pretty much the last person to tackle or to try and tackle someone before a try in those last 10 minutes as well. He probably tied um, in that game. And there's just a lot of situations where Toulouse, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the signs were there when Toulouse, where they had that yellow card um, to Malia. And then they had a scram, I think, 50 meters, like around the halfway line. And Toulouse had six backline players and Sharks had seven. And then Toulouse was able to round the Sharks in that backline move. That's concerning. <laughs> you can't, no, 100%. with a number disadvantage, just run around another team's um, backline defense. So I don't know what, what the Sharks' defensive game plan is. It seems to... They're trying to rush up and they're trying to sort of stop um, the ball in the midfield, but it seems so easy for teams to just get around them. And constantly, they, they, there must be a reason why they always concede about 20-plus plus points every week because their defense has been really not good this 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 whole season. It's so it's it's so bad that Lucanio arm looks like actually this weekend he looked bad, but in most weeks for the Sharks he has looked pretty normal or average.
1: I mean the first alarm bells you could probably see when the box got back was that lost to Scarlet. And the Scarlets managed to get around the Sharks also pretty quite comfortably as well and then and then win they had in in Wales. So I think those was the first alarm bells. And obviously, I know they put 50 on Munster, but they also conceded 30 points as well. So <laughs> it's kind of a hard place to be going to play against Toulouse, in Toulouse, coming off conceding 50 points mm. in two weeks. Um, and then now you're going against up against arguably the best player in the world in DuPont, the most mercurial, one of the most mercurial and random wild players in Thomas Ramos, who was doing Thomas Ramos things again on the weekend. I mean, that we said a little kick pass on the floor when <laughs> someone had to put, I mean, I mean, but apparently you can only kick for poles, but anyway, that's the, what do we know? Um, <laughs> but, um, but you get, you, 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 you get thing if you got, if you, if your defense is in a bad place, especially in the back line, I mean, where you're just getting teams are, are just able to get around you. I think that's what does happen. I mean, you look at like, like in Tamak's try, but you're like, that's like, you're like, guys, that's, it's not even like a show and go. It's just like, Guys, this is like you can't just just waltz through a defense like it. I mean and we know the qualities of Roman Tamak, but it's like he hasn't been Roman Tamak the one that the people expect to see all season. He's sort of he's sort of been like a a a very more reserved sort of role in terms of finding space and just kicking and sort of dictating as opposed to the running of, of, apparently according to Twitter, if, if he's not picking the ball up in the trial line and doing goose tapes, he's not he's not playing well. So but I think mm. But I think, yeah, I think the Sharks did, at the end, they did gift Toulouse a lot of tries to make it look w- w- worse than it is. I think, obviously, it does take a toll when the call's going your way as well. But, like, I also do think, guys, it's, it's very hard for us to expect our sides in the first year of us playing the Heineken Cup to go and just, it's like asking, like, to go and just win in, in, in like, in Toulouse. It's like asking like let's say for example uh Glasgow join super rugby and go listen you gotta go you have to beat the crusaders in in Christchurch in a semi-final good luck (laughs) we no one else can do it like there's certain things in super rugby where it goes again beating Toulouse in Toulouse is not for everyone beating Lansing Ireland is not for everyone so for us to have made a, a quarter final I think is a good start for the Sharks I think could they could be that mix I do think the Sharks are in that second tier and and, to, and we're in that Toulouse Lanes area. And, and I think we kind of saw that this weekend. Can we play up there 100%? But we we need, we can't go to Toulouse coming with 50 points where the scholars can run around you and monster can run around you. I think you're not hiding to nothing.
0: Yeah, I think just quickly on that point, I think the big thing for for all the second sides going forward is if they want to be in the in in the Champions Cup semifinals next season, try to get the top seeding so you can play all your knockout games at home, at least until the semifinal. Like, that has to be a prerequisite if they want to actually win this competition because as now we've seen with the travel and, and, and those circumstances and playing away from home, especially, we're going to get to it now in France, you're not going to win many knockout games away from home. There's a reason why... It was four out of four for the home teams this weekend and i think even four out of four in the um in the in the challenge cup as well so there's a reason why you try to get that top seeding um to 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 play the knockouts um uh, at home for for most of the time so the sharks lost their chance to be in the semifinals by losing to harlequins away from home the stormers lost it by losing to clement away from home they need to make sure that they nail those um pool games uh, next year and then yeah i think the second thing is like you said cooks i think you're right that we can't really expect big things in terms of our teams winning away from home in in a knockout thing obviously i think a lot of it is just the bulls have when they beat leinster last year they've (laughs) changed the the perception that we had about our teams and how good they are because before that win i mean the world would be so different. And I think Syrakan fans wouldn't be so arrogant about um, the the club competitions. Because before that win, yes, we came back really well in the URC. We were getting our wins at home, but we were pretty average away. And we were set up for a, a Stormers Leinster final in Dublin, and probably Esther would win. Then when the Bulls won away from home in Dublin, then we thought, just yes, we could win everything away from home. <laughs> And now we see that that's obviously, that was a once-off. I don't know where African fans think they, they're going to win all these away um, games away from home in knockout games after flying during the week when we t- literally didn't even do that in the in Super Rugby as well. So that, that's always quite surprising. And yeah, don't even get me started on the flying conditions because I don't know, Cooks, if you saw that video from the Lions about some of their players yeah, having no, to fold their knees and their tendons in order to get into their seats. That was horrible.
1: I fly better when I go to for super sports school schools <laughs> than these <when> I, <laughs> I fly to go play to go to, to go play in a flipping European Cup um, final or Challenge Cup quarterfinal. I mean, no, it's it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but um, I, it's one of those things. Like you know, it tells um, I, I've been I've been I've been I've been quite in a bit of, in a heated mood in the last couple of days. I don't know if it's a public holiday, Ooh. but I've had lots of time to think. I, I just think there, there, folks, this is your and, time. As, as African fans in general, we're very, like, we're quite, we're quite an arrogant country in terms of, obviously, because you won the last World Cup. And fair, we're allowed to be arrogant. So we can expect things. Like, we expect just to waltz, like last year, just to waltz into France and Ireland and just beat Ireland and France because you won the World Cup. And that's, that's fair. So it's like, and, like, we, we don't care about form. So it's like, I don't care if Ireland has won the last 15 games in a row. But we should beat them there anyway, because we're the Springboks, and we're from South Africa. But the shocks were just, just, just just waltzing to lose, and just in a new competition, we're gonna beat to lose in Toulouse. I'm like, guys, let's be realistic here. <laughs> like, like, can we just like take a step back? We're in a new competition. Like even like now, people like we got like if the Springboks and I mean I'm a massive Springbok fan, and I, and I always in the Springboks, always on the Springboks to win 15 but I also think there's got to be some sense of of, of like it's got to be realistic here. Like if the, if, the, if the Springboks the six nations now immediately, we'll all go be winning six, we we're grand slamming baby first year out. <laughs> we'll go win in Paris. We'll go we'll, we'll go with, just because you we won in Twickenham by thirty four. We we'll think like yeah, we can go anywhere and win. And you're like, guys, can you calm down? Like can we just have them? And I know like it's with, like how can we expect a Sharks team that's been struggling for consistency and it'd be like how can they not win in? We lose and things like that, and yeah, calls calls don't go our way, and that happens. That's that's my thing with the TMO thing. If, if just to go touch on that because I know I understand what the frustrations. Yeah, those are forward posts. Yeah, almost calls happen. But for example, Pat Lamby wouldn't have had his his greatest ever moment if we did not keep showing that replay <laughs> over and over and over and <laughs> over, <laughs> over and over and over until Nigel Owen saw it. Same exact same thing happening in I remember watching the game and going, oh, he's missed it, but then he goes over, and uh, then the crowd goes on, and then what happens? You get a penalty, Pat is uh, a hero. So my thing is, guys, if you, go, if, you, if you play away from home, there's certain things that aren't in your favor, whether it's the TMO directors, the TV directors, or certain calls go to the home. That's what, like you said, that's why you have to make sure you play at home to negate all those factors. There's been many times watching the African teams where. You see, it, you see something happen in the bullet of a try. In the next five replays, you, you don't see the other replay again that shows a forward pass here or some guy getting knocked. And I've seen it many times. I <laughs> work for Supersport. It happens. It's part of <laughs> its home field advantage. So it's like we can sit and complain about it. And I agree. Yes, some cause... And I'm not saying that the bad cause, it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying that's the things we're playing away from home. And I, I'm a big believer in... When you play away from home, it it it, 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 it can't be easy. Home ground advantage it has to matter. So I'm like, as people having an outcry like, no, we need independent directors. That should happen to internationals and World Cups and things like that. But in these European games, unfortunately, that's what happens. That's what happens when you play in France. For the for the for the people, the first time tuning into into European rugby for the first time this season. That's that's been going on for years in France. That's not the first time it's happened. I'm sure, there's a whole list of Saracen fans and. Irish Leinster fans who felt the wrath of of French TV directors. We felt the wrath of the French TV director end of last year. I'm telling you, if that happened, the same thing would have happened. here. clips would just vanishly just gone away. <laughs> it happens.
0: It's <laughs> so the
1: first time. Padlamy's Lambie, Pat game. The Padlamy game gets replayed every every almost, almost every year because of that. So we can sit in the house and going like, oh, it's against us. We've, we've done the exact same thing. But, but when something happens to us, we kind of forget it. But that's, that was my only biggest crap. I'm like, guys, that's, that's, that's what happens when you play in France, unfortunately. That's why you win your home games and you bring sides Yes, so they can play in altitude at, at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's the, and mm-hmm. we have our own TV directors here. We have our own, our own comms here and our own things I like that here. So it's the, I don't think you need independent TV directors for, for like the European Challenge, European Cup, European Challenge Cup. World Cup, 100%. That's a World Cup. But domestically, and no, 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 sorry. Same, local TV directors, just win your pool games at home, and then you have the home field advantage.
0: What did Virat Kohli once say? whole country playing against 11.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Supersport member. <laughs> I remember that. Shame, it's because I'm taking my, my, my employers. But, um,
0: <laughs> Look, I mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna take you off the the hot seat because I mean Victor Matfield literally said the same thing in the post match um, analysis, which I was like, "This is shocking." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not sure if the bosses of Super SuperSport are going to be too happy about this." He was like, "No, we do this all the time in in, in South Africa, and if SuperSport was the one showing the match, they would have done the same shenanigans that the French ones, the French directors did." Um, obviously, France I think takes it to maybe another level. It's almost like. I think we have the same conversation with cricket as well with pitches, where all countries prepare pitches for their own sort of home advantages. We all prepare green mamba in, in South Africa if you're facing India, and then India you go play in like a I don't even know what to call it, like something that's just breaking down before you that does ball. I'm already on day one. So <laughs> those pitches that, that's the those whole. Pitches,
1: those pitches that 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 that, that um. What you, a friend of mine once told me a story about in India where. Um, two weeks leading up to the game, they're, they're watering it. I mean, the pitch being watered, up, being watered, and then the week of the game, like when they, when the media got there, the guys like, listen, mm-hmm. why is no the pitch being um, sprayed? The guys like, sorry, unfortunately, our 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 hose isn't working. I was like, yeah, but the sprinklers on the outfield is like, can we use those ones? Like, no, no, we have got a special hose for the pitch. That one's broken, so <laughs> we can't we can't spray the pitch, and then. The prote- <laughs> So the pro tiers lose in about two or three days. <laughs> and then tell her when the when I tell you not 30 minutes after the game ends, the guy with the hose spraying the pitch. Because <laughs> like, yo, we fixed it. <laughs> we've, we've, we found the issue. Sorry, we, we fixed, we fixed the hose. There we go. Play on. <laughs> like, sorry, guys. Next time you okay. come back here, it'll be sorted. But the ODIs, don't worry. It's gonna be sorted. <laughs> okay. Bring Robot and the boys. It's gonna be perfect. All seam Attack.
0: Very convenient. No, we're I think, yeah, we we can't moan about these things, especially number one, where I think, especially if you ask cricket and rugby teams that have toured here many times, we're probably close to number one um, offenders in this as well. And number two, yeah, that's the whole point of having a home advantage. Like, should it be so blatant? Maybe not, but yeah, there's no way of stopping it really. And I guess even for a World Cup, Like, it is a neutral broadcaster that usually does it, so there won't be as much control. And I guess this will, yeah, and I want to hear your thoughts, Cooks, because we know in football that they don't play um, replays on the big screen, probably more for their own safety than anything else. But do you think that's where rugby should go as well, and not play um, replays on the big screen? so that you don't get the crowd involved? Because I think the big thing is obviously the crowd. Once the crowd starts seeing the replays and starts booing and all that sort of stuff, the referee is under pressure to make a decision. Do you think that's where um right? should go? We should have a little VAR TV as well. And we know, as football fans, how well VAR's worked in football right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Because I'm a big fan of the crowd, the crowd being able to do decisions. And you look, even if you look at cricket with DRS, the crowd can sort of see yeah. what's happening. And then you do get the, the crowd noise when things coming is a big part of a big part of it. But I think if it's tough because with rugby, the, the transparency of the TMOs is, is kind of what, for me, it's made it work I, like better than like a VAR, for example, where VAR, where no one knows what's going mm. on. And if, if you're in the stadium, you no one knows, the ref doesn't know. It's just, it's just all <laughs> a guess basically. So it's just silence for about five minutes. I and mean, just, you just wait and then, then my worst thing with VAR when the after the guys watch five replays, they go to the referee like, "My man, I think you should go on a small TV and watch because I'm not making a decision." But um, <laughs> I think with rugby, I think you got to stick to what it is. I think rugby's. I think what makes rugby so difficult is that the, a lot of laws in rugby are down to interpretation. That's the hard thing. Mm. So you're always going to have controversies where well, this referee sees the breakdown this way. Or this and this but things like forward passes and things like that i think that's for me the tough one as fans to myself because a forward pass is a forward pass and but i do think that the tmo should be like the, the crowd should be able to see and i think yeah i think my thing is don't take out that home advantage factor and unfortunately yeah if you play away from home if you play at home certain things go your way and certain things don't especially like in a playoff game where you if you, you want to get home, the home game, so you have those sort of calls going that way because where the clips are, like when Ireland played France, this Ireland, and remember that um, the one I think James Lowesford came out. The James Lowesford. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, after the trial was given, different, all the other angles of the clip came out like five minutes <laughs> later. I'm like, I guys, where were these angles? But again, it's home field advantage. And I think that's, as fans, sometimes you go, oh, yeah, if we're at home, we, we get that call. And it happens. It, it, it definitely happens, So I don't think they should change much of it. I think us as fans. I think it's Africa. We will adapt. We will adapt to life in Europe. It's still our first year. I know we have a, we want to win everything. It's still our first year. And I'm telling you now, I look, if the Sharks or Stormers make a semi profile next year, um, if something similar happens, uh, we're going to have a lot of the um, rugby boots version, the French version of rugby boots, will be having the same chat and the same frustrations. Trust me. 100%.
0: A few quick things just to wrap up on this game. Um, I think you shout out all the main players um, from the game on Saturday. Kurt Bosch had a great game um, at 10. I think that was probably one of his best attacking games that he's had in ages, especially considering the stakes. Probably close to one of his best games ever, actually, when you think about it. Cooks. I'm not too sure if there's many games that, that come to mind that are better than that.
1: No, not many. Not many better than that. And I'm just glad a lot of he's been catching a lot of flack on social media and current bosch is what he is now i think we just got to accept it yeah. and Black, that's, that's the sort of play is amazing boots he struggles defensively and again unpopular opinion i don't mind attending the contact but a bear contact but but no one gives me but yeah. gets hidden gets hidden away as well of the all blacks i mean we're not fully Coopers get hidden away but in South africa it's like we have the singapore flowers can't tackle and they can't kick pass or run the ball as well so Quentin Bosch is what he is now I think people got to embrace it he's, he's a great he's, he's good on attack the boot is an absolute weapon maybe he might end up being a fullback in the future or he moves to but if he plays like that the Sharks are near yeah, unstoppable and to be fair the Sharks have looked better on attack with him at 10 with this backline line than they did with like put a or Lionel Cronier so mm. So for me, I think going forward, unless they plan on, I don't know, moving Wan book, to back to the Sharks or Henry Pollard coming back and playing for the Sharks, um, Bosch probably still the 10 to go.
0: And then is there a better 1915 combination in, in world rugby right now than Dupont, Tamak, and Ramos? Because DuPont has five tackle and um, five, sorry, five tri uh Ramos scores i think twenty nine points in total, and Tamak scores probably one of the best individual tries you'll see in a while <laughs> like they are just crazy in attack
1: you know it's jeez oh, Thomas Ramos is
0: <laughs> it's like
1: you can't actually describe what is like his attributes are, like is he quick is he can he sidestep? He's just, he's just chaos. He's, 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 he's <laughs> chaos. And he, like, that's why that's, he's, he, he's out of all the, like, you look at like, 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 to DuPont, I mean, he's a freak, but he's got a lot of structure in and, got and structure and a lot of French side and Toulouse side a lot of structure. Uh, I, Thomas Ramos is the only like French player. It's like in the ilk of the old days. That's what he is. And, oh man, like he's, he was <laughs> absolutely on one on Saturday. He was fantastic. I think you yeah, at the moment it's hard to find a better 9-10, 15 combo that's playing as well as they are. And what this thing that's scaring me as well, if I don't even notice, tell them each passing month they've gotten better. So it's like, mm. which makes the Lens the Toulouse game. Oh my goodness, that is a whoa! That's going to be an, the way they with them getting better and better. It's going to be an absolute cracker. And I mean, what is a freak? Oh, I actually can't deal with our goodies at the moment, actually.
0: And every week, he just does something new that's crazy. And speaking of just freaks, I think this is the first introduction for many South African fans to a big, uh, a, a place that's going to be a big name in the next few years, especially for France, which is Emmanuel Meafu. That man, I don't know if you can call him a man or a monster, like... I think he's Will Skelton on steroids, honestly. I think, <laughs> yes, you know, people can say, like, Skelton is great and all that sort of stuff, but I think Nafu's probably better than he was at this age, and he is a one-man, more stopping machine. He obviously can carry the ball really well. Uh, I, I felt sorry for Morgan Bonambi because it felt like he was the one that was marked to tackle him most times, and sheesh, <laughs> Mogi's shoulders must be so tired from that. Like, He's just able to create momentum on by himself, and he can offload out of the tackle as well. It's amazing.
1: No, he's he's no, he's amazing. I think um, yeah, we 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 got a first introduction. I think it won't be the last we see of him. I need to. We need the spring box in France to be in the quarterfinals. I need to see him and Eben Etzebeth go head to head. I need to see it, and you see it with my eyes. Like I need to see. <laughs> Even bring Buggies Porter back on the bench. Make it a triple threat match. Like Vince McMahon will make it happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he would make it happen. Oh, he'll definitely call them back. Don't worry. <laughs> he'll probably throw in Goldberg as well. <laughs> you know you know Vince with those things. No, he's going to be great. And yeah, France with Willemsa and um, Taifufuna getting past their 30s now. They have another big uh, meaty lock to put in there. Cooks, I mean, this was now a conversation that I was having with some people after the match. The the choosing between playing New Zealand and France in a quarter final for, you know, the the two teams that come out of group B seems like a very hard choice because you're either gonna face that home advantage that France has, and you can see how wild the crowd goes, especially if there's like a decision against them that's gonna make it so tough for the teams, the referees, and all that sort of stuff to, to play against that. And obviously, the All Blacks are the All Blacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely landing on the thing that, yes, the All Blacks can, are, are able to kill us, but I don't want to face France in their first knockout game because I'll put it this way. I don't think France are going to allow for their team to get knocked out in the first knockout game. They're going to at least go to the final week by hook or by crook.
1: Yeah, you are right. <laughs> It's not a sort of fun choice, but it's almost like someone like uh, rather the devil, you know, than <laughs> the one we play in <laughs> year in year out. Um, to be fair, we haven't played the All Blacks in a playoff in a, in a World Cup playoff probably since uh, 2015. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a terrible choice to have. Um, it's funny because All Blacks aren't uh, the All Blacks are, are definitely the weaker side, but they're definitely a bogey side for us. Like, them in Wales, for some reason. Um, damn Welsh and Warren Gatland. Um But, um, like, it's just... Uh, France. Like, yeah, I, I think the, the more I approach the World Cup, the more worried I am of them. Like, this year, it's, 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 it's the same thing. Like, I have the same feeling with Ireland of the last six nations. They may have come... They came second, but you're like, oh, Jesus, I know they came second and then the six nations, but they are... They look like they're kicking the right right cylinders the same as France this year Six Nations They may have come second but you're like oh there's something happening here they, they, they're clicking, they clicking they're looking good they lost to a very good Irish side and now they, their domestic sides are playing well they decide that you want to play well um, yeah so I I don't want to choose I mean I'm hoping the third place team in April does a mayhem and you, <laughs> they end up doing something knocking either, either like knocking the all blacks out in the group stage I mean they haven't the, 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 that's what we need one what, wonder what, what, what the third team in their group a Georgia or someone like maybe they can do us it's eight, Italy yeah oh jeez never mind um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Italy will, will no Italy will be like up by 20 points in the All Blacks to get in the group and lose in the last five minutes because they can't because they, can't, they don't know how to close the game out that's the problem
0: <laughs> well we'll have to trust on Uruguay then so that's my guys that's my guys now we <laughs> Now, let's move on to the other um, quarterfinal exit for the team, which was the Stormers being beaten by Exeter 42 uh, points to 12. Cooks, I think we all had much more hope for this game. We knew that the Sharks were just, yeah, they're they're up and down team. There's very little chance that they'll be the great to lose away from home. But Exeter, they're not in great form in, in England. I think they're about seventh or eighth in the Premiership. They. Obviously, had that um that extra time win where they won by counting back of tries. I don't know why this always benefits English teams that they count back boundaries <laughs> or tries and then they win. But they had to play 100 minutes, and the Stormers have been obviously one of the hot teams in the URC the whole season. So I was thinking, I mean, yes, the Stormers aren't great um, travellers, but this is probably the most ideal match for the Stormers to 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 overturn Exeter and to get into the semi-finals, but. From minute one, it became very clear that Exeter was was here with a plan and they executed the plan really well. But that also, the other thing was that the Stormers were just not the racers on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think John uh, Double summed it up. Uh, Dobbo, uh, pocket 2024, um, summed it up nicely <laughs> at um, in his Peshmer's conference saying that um, the that first 20 minutes is probably as, as flat they've been in a very, very long time, probably since um twenty uh COVID um stormers. So um yeah it was yeah and and if you gonna um, if you're gonna um be as low as that against Exeter who who basically seem like they're doing like a, a one loss run in the European Cup. Like this is going like us mm. without the, the chance. yeah this this is our last dance yeah and and listen if but also and ironically to to flat the stormers were that's probably been the best X has been in that first 30 minutes. They've been all season. And if X mm-hmm. and if X plays Exeter plays that to all this, they, they can blow any side out of the park and losing John free was, was massive. Um, like you said, I think on Twitter you asked, but he's about all season. That's also massive and going to be big implications for the URC game. But yeah, I just the storm is just not the races. I mean, like understandably, that Exeter did, be, did play hundred minutes, but the I mean, stormers did land in England probably five minutes before kickoff. The way the, the, the way the Oaks are flying these days, so <laughs> like it's just yeah, you know, there has to be a better way to solve this in the future. I think that's the biggest thing the travel the travel factor. It's hard enough playing away from home, and then obviously landing and leaving on Wednesday or Tuesday and getting there. It's not easy. It's hard and having, having to go to Qatar and then relive World Cup FIFA World Cup memories while you're waiting for your next flight. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's annoying like it's frustrating because like you, those teams aren't hiding to nothing. So bear in mind, I sort of fight like TMOs and all of that. So, yeah, and it's just, it's a pity because I, I do think the Stormers probably stood the best chance to go, to go and, and to go and win something. But again, if you look at it again, we lost to, we lost, we lost at Sandy Park to Exeter, we lost, in, we lost against Toulouse. I mean, those extra, I mean, is a extra is the side that's been to European Cup final is, has been, you look at the last, Probably what's 10 ish years they've, they've been in that mix. They mean, have, they, they haven't won it, hey, but they've been in that mix. I don't think they've won it, but they've been they in 2020, 20, I yes. think. Yes, they won. Yeah, Yes, they won one year, yeah. but I mean, so they've always been in that mix and up there. And so we've lost two, two sides that are two sides that are almost European royalty and good size. The storms will probably be disappointed because of that start, and they and definitely think that. Yeah. I th- I thought that would be the one side to do win away from home. Saracens also leading Saracens as long as La Rochelle. But again, if Sar, it shows a good Saracens side away from home against La Rochelle. Different gravy. It's, it anyone struggles playing away from home in, in 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 the European Cup. But yeah, Stormers would probably dis- be more disappointed with that start. But um, I still think that yeah, I still think for next year, I think they'll, they I can I can still see them making a semi final next year. Um and um but yeah flop. you again you struggle when you when when oxsa sings goodbye south africa and it's um and it's thursday when you, when you, we're busy watching europe <laughs> and he's also leaving the country now so
0: i mean what <laughs> what, what, what
1: can you expect
0: Yeah, i think they're trying to get some some of the first drinks in for the easter festivals yeah. um Speaking of, apparently that was a big reason why they were delayed with their flights because everyone was flying up and down the world because of Easter weekend. So, yeah, maybe not the best to organize a um, a, a quarterfinal, an intercontinental um, tournament um, during a uh, during a, uh, during the Easter weekend. So, yeah, tell that was what, a bit of a... Why are, these
1: things, um, why are these things playing like as if, like, if we, like, they're going to a mate's wedding? Like, man, I can't fly on, on Thursday, so... <laughs> I have to come in Saturday morning because I <laughs> I never knew you and Kim were getting married on Easter weekend. So now I'm to move to Saturday, like, Oh, so what's going on here? <laughs> this is the biggest European competition in the world. Surely there should be flights oh being goodness. put like, on standby, like saying, listen, there's flights here. That's my thing. Common sense, right? If there's, if storm was a, a good chance of playing in South Africa, and let's say La Rochelle's could play in Cape town, sure there's going to be like sites when <laughs> flights booking reserve, like, okay, Monday morning, there's mm-hmm. a flight here. If not, boom, you cancel it, okay, whatever happens. Not this thing of, okay, you guys need to book your flights on Monday. Like, can you, obviously, help doesn't help you flying economy as well. Can you book your flights on Monday and, and sort of figure yourself out like I if, like, like exactly like, we're going to mate, uh, our mate's wedding.
0: Cooks, I mean, I think I tweeted it. Like, this sounds like those 19-year-old kids from, like, that had rich parents that went on a Contiki tour. Like you're just getting onto whatever plane has space <laughs> and you're just going there for vibes, basically. Like no, I yeah. don't, I mean, I was discussing this, like I was discussing with my wife and she basically made the same point. Like, why didn't they book seats or, or book off seats for themselves? Because they knew that they'd either be playing in Cape town if Montpelier won, or they'd be going to, um, to England if Exeter won. Like, the, and they knew this from um, December. Sorry, from January earlier this year. So they could have had these these tickets booked. Yeah, but and if I'm mistaken, it's the, some sort of. If I'm
1: mistaken, the league is, If I'm mistaken, the, the competition is the one that normally books the flights, not the actual actual teams. It shouldn't be like that. If I'm not mistaken, it should be. I think teams get given get given flights, like, given. I mean, cash for flights are being sorted that out, but it's like something Mm. there's a a big connection a big thing happening with this like obviously we talk about new york and things like that that has to be sorted out as soon as possible because you can't go on like this like i'd rather go back to us traveling to new zealand but it is flying at normal times on a sunday after a derby and then this thing of like we remember because the the dream was hey guys we, we play in europe we're not gonna have to do those jet lag and fly across the world and then like in reverse, like, but instead you're going to fly there on, on Wednesday and go to Qatar first up. And then if you're a lock, good luck finding a seat that's comfortable. Like, so like, so, so I'm just hoping they manage to sort it out so we can see our best teams in the best positions to win away from home. Cause it's hard now to ask a team yeah. to win away from home are landing so late. And I'm not making excuses, yeah, like- but it's a big factor.
0: But yeah, so then what's almost the point of going to Europe if we're not even going to get that benefit, if it's going to take almost the same amount of time it would take to fly, you know, obviously at that other side of the world, going to New Zealand, Australia. Like, this seemed like you're back in a time machine and you just heard the storms are going to play the Crusaders in Christchurch. They're going to have to make a 27-hour trip um, all the way to the other side of the world. They arrive on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, I think we arguably arrived earlier. <laughs> For, for the New Zealand-Australia games than we did in these games because we arrived only on Wednesday um, to Europe. And we're now sort of fighting jet lag and getting ready. And I mean, people are basically getting off the plane for captain's run. Like, yeah, this defeats the whole purpose of this thing. But from what I understand, with the URC we have to fly with Qatar, which has its own issues, obviously, of having to go via Qatar for, for matches. So good luck to... um you know, for the knockouts or the teams that qualify, because if you go away from home, you have to do it the long way. I think for the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup, that was organized by the teams at Saru, from what I understand. And they basically are the ones that are booking, but it might be true, cooks, that they have to do it through the competitions. But again, either ERCC or, you know, the Sharks, the Storms and the Lions, like, put some seats away, guys, please, man especially the lines are sponsored by emirates. How is there not deals <laughs> for them so that at least their locks can sit in comfortable seats? Like, yeah, that once someone, once someone, I think it was Jared actually on Twitter. Once he pointed that out, I was like, we are actually not even doing this right. Like storms are supported, are sponsored by the biggest like transit company in the world. Like surely there should be a deal through that lines have emirates. Like, how are we not at the very least saying type five and one star player? You guys have business class seats. Everyone else, I'm sorry, you have to lift your game up. Like, France Maladbe can't be next to me in an economy seat trying to, you know, sneak a, a trip away to Europe um, <laughs> for, for a week or two. Like, Cooks, we we can't be... I can't be booking in the same way that France Maladbe is booking. Like, we... I'm trying to book tickets now for going to the World Cup in September. And I'm very excited about that. And I'm also looking at, okay, Tuesdays are actually the cheapest day on the week to fly to Europe for some reason. Obviously, it's, it's in the midweek. It seems like this, the, the South African teams did the same thing. And they said, oh, Tuesday's the cheapest one. Let's go all fly on Tuesday. I'm not playing a <coughs> professional rugby match, cooks. I'm not playing as Antoine Dupont and Thomas Ramos and Henry Slade and Ollie Woodburn. They are playing against those people. How are we doing the same arrangements? And then, let me just carry on this rant. Then Rob Lowe coming onto Twitter and tweeting that in 19 footsec they were flying, they flew on the week in economy when they are playing um, in, in New Zealand in the tour um, in apartheid. Sir, you are, not, you are not a professional rugby player. With all due respect to the people you're playing against, they're not Antoine Dupont, they're not Romain and Tamak. They're not Emmanuel Miafou. Like, we're playing serious people, not policemen and part-time plumbers and teachers and whatever Warren Gatlin and, and Wayne Kivak and <laughs> those people were doing back <laughs> in the day. Like, it's not the same thing. And we need to find actual professional solutions for professional teams.
1: I no, 100% agree with you. Because like, if you go like, well, pre-94, like the game was only professional 96. So that means that from there on, you can't, I can't re- reference back to when the game wasn't professional. Now it's like, guys, the game is professional. <laughs> so we need professional solutions to the professional game. Not like, well, when you we were there, we didn't complain about the fact that we played so and so and so. Yeah. But you also had to work then. Like it's the things like all, all the guys who go like, yeah, if like back in the old days, like back in this way, we did this and this and this. And this is why our game, we it made us, it made us tougher because we could rock back in our day. Now you can't, i like, Hey, sorry, you guys are, were doing attempted murder on Oaks and we're seeing, hitting Oaks in the head, and that was fine. Like, <laughs> they have concussions now. Like, I like the fact that uh, there's Oaks who can play rugby until they're 36, not Oaks who are, like, 45 now who can't walk. But at least they are, hey, man, at least my day I couldn't uh, – I was not – I was racking. I'm just like, okay, cool. That's great. But now – but now you, you you have constant headaches now. So who's winning here? But, um, like – but you're all right. I mean you can't <laughs> you can be booking flights on Tuesday. Like like you said, like you could be sitting to France by and be like, so what are you doing in uh, England? No, I'm playing I'm going to play Exeter. And you? No, it's, I'm gonna go go on holiday. I'm gonna drink beer for about two weeks. Oh, okay. Why well, are we flying on the same flight then, by the way? Like well, aren't you a World Cup winner? <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> you like and by the way, I'm not I'm not giving the L seat. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> like you enjoy the middle seat, but <laughs> like, like There's not <laughs> a
0: chance I'm giving Khaleesi, whoever the aisle seat. I'm sorry, man. If your team can't book Ain't you no nice way. tickets, that's on you, man. That's on you.
1: Ain't no way, like you can look me in the eye, like, <laughs> like man, you can. Like I can't give you the seat. I booked the seat. I went, um I booked it. I'm sitting. I'm sitting on the window seat, and it would be like. But uh, I'm a World Cup winning captain, but, but man, I am a World Cup winning seat Booker because clearly I've one year. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sorry, like well, what can we do but but it's, i'm I'm one of those persons like they still believe that all sports teams should fly first first class I a hundred percent do like I still do like you especially in whatever like provincial division you know, fly first class i mean they're flipping the best players in the province or in a country like what do you mean you' flying here with me or i'm having, I'm having the best player in my, i'm i'm the best first worker in my division But i'm just i'm who's just available to fly somewhere like I'm sitting like one of the best like if you, you fight domestically like why am I sitting next to Bulkanyam? why am I sitting next to you in the <laughs> peninsula bed? like why are they next to me like I don't understand like, do you know what I mean like why are they next to me then I was like no but the, the, the box I mean? like, the, like, the box really being more. sponsored
0: by Safi is hilarious yeah should, should they on plane then
1: like fly their own plane <laughs> like <laughs> It's like, I don't understand like when you like stories about teams like, yo, where to get on the bus. And I'm like, well, why, did, why are teams driving to Poch? Get on a plane or to Bloom or something? Like, we, we drove from Joburg to Bloom. I'm like, deep, no, put them on a plane. They, they're best, <laughs> they, they're a professional rugby teams. They can't travel the same amount first team Woodside travels in.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, and you could see, just going back to the game, you could see like France Malabba had probably his worst game in a while like he made two big defensive errors that he never makes in other games and i can imagine because he probably you know had to like fold up his arms and his legs when he was sitting in that plane for 12 hours like you know he missed that one um read at the back of the line out for that inside board to i think it was for woodburn because he was the person at the back of the line out and I think in that one other try, he was sort of that pillar post defender and the backline players exposed him there. And usually France at least obviously stops people. And like he, as we know now, he has a great and high defensive work rate, but you could see that Exeter was very targeted with how they exposed the, the stormers as their defense. Also felt sorry for Siliman Hudsonberg, who I think learned, I think through the school of hard knocks, like what playing wing is about because Woodburn was... Targeting him the whole game on Saturday, and yeah, he 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 made him make decisions in defence um, all game. And I think also 100, uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah, it's one of those things as well. Like I, I think the storm is like everyone a bad game. I mean, Williams a three intercept at the end there. Something <laughs> as him forcing a pass. Something he probably hasn't done since. But early 2021 like. The, those glimpses of old, old David old Williams where he is forcing things, but like, yeah, mm. I think it's, I think the storm has chalked it up too. it's a bad day in the office, and I think unfortunately it came at the wrong time. I think also like you don't have to overreact to it. I just think yeah, it's a bad day in the office, but flat. Unfortunately, it just happened on the wrong occasion because I mean like they were very very good against Hololigans the week before, Um and, and it's never easy beating Hololigans on care how their domestic form has been um, but yeah for me that's unfortunate it's, it's, it's one, bad, one bad 30 minutes and that kind of killed the game and then they just couldn't bounce back from there so yeah unfortunately like, that's how I chalk it down to it's it's a, a great team having a bad performance just at the wrong time and that happens to to a few bad uh, to many good sides um, and yeah and it's tough when <laughs> Exeter decides to be in last dance mode like again, the La Rochelle, like it wouldn't surprise me if they get up in a final get in the final and miss out the place the playoffs of the Guinness Premier League. They're going like full-on 2012 Chelsea mode.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would know something about that, Cooks. Um, let's go to the other two Champions Cup quarterfinals quickly. So that is Leinster beating Leicester 55 points to 24, and La Rochelle beating Saracen's twenty-four points to ten um cooks maybe i'll start with you if you have any thoughts about the two games um yeah anything that you picked up from those two games
1: leinster is an absolute juggernaut um jeez jeez gary me. ringrose oh gary ringrose is playing like a man who's going through shawbars yours jared's mine all tweets as motivation <laughs> um <laughs> that's what he's doing Yo, he is in since uh, he's in amazing form, but yeah, Lance is an absolute juggernaut. has is lost a game in this whole season, eh? Nope. Jeez. They're gonna drop one. I'm telling you, you can't. Um, and it's gonna be in the semi-that's my hot take. It's, they lose they, they're gonna no. draw the game in the same and win your seam. Do you think that you can't do it? Hey. You can't go through the entire domestic European season and beat
0: him. I refuse to believe that. You can't do that. There's too many games. Remember, cooks, cooks. Remember that this weekend they are, or this for the next two weeks, they're flying overseas now to play um, the Lions and the Bulls, and they've brought the Reese Radak All Stars to play there. So they're facing the Lions this weekend. So they're probably going to get a loss in either this game this weekend or next weekend because they they're literally bringing the kids there for this game.
1: The Reese Radak All Stars are going to win both those games.
0: I feel more you confident so? but, are you
1: Yeah, I think so. Restriking re- it.
0: Th- so, you think the Leicester Curry Cup team is going to beat the Bulls Curry
1: Cup team? The Leicester Curry Cup team drew against our best, the Stormers team. When, <laughs> when, half of, when half of Ireland was still drunk, the, those, those are the 22 remaining rugby players in Leinster And they found a way to draw <laughs> against the Stormers, <laughs> the defending champs. But, yeah, right, I mean, fair people, point. they should lose one. But, I mean, yeah, but generally, like, but to be like for them to be unbeaten this far, and if they lose a game it'll be to because they brought out basically the E and F team. I yeah, which which is insane, but the stays the a Jago Norton and like La Rochelle as well. I mean, I I, I thought Saracen was gonna win. I thought Saracens would win away from home, but yeah, it just shows out I mean when I mean La Rochelle oh, defending champs for a reason, so at mm. like yeah, defending chance for a reason and Again, like Talia, you mentioned, it's very, very hard to win European games away from home, especially in the deeper you get in the knockouts. Home, home form does matter. And um, yeah, I thought, but has also won great as well. Um, but yeah, Lance is, oh, I can't deal with how good Lance is at the moment. Like it's actually like, <laughs> and there's not like, John, I think Johnny Six has played like five games for them if he's even played rugby right for the season. Like, you know it's yeah. you know it's bad when Leinster aren't even bringing Ross Burns to Africa? He's even getting rested. They're like, oh man, you gotta England go to Italy now. Rest. <laughs> like how can the starting and reserve tens have both beyond um both be rested? Now you're playing against like Teddy Penegraz and whoever, whoever's coming whoever's, <laughs> whoever's, um, whoever's remaining from from like Leinster. Like like why can't they come to South Africa? Like why 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 can't I watch like I'm working at the Bulls the game next year, next week. Why can't I watch Johnny Sexton? Why can't I watch Kelly Ringrose? <laughs> like why? And like why can't they like why can they at least send Ross Bird? I, I call it the URC GOAT. The least I can do is send him to South Africa so I can watch him play. But now I watch Teddy Pendergras. And um, You can you can and, watch uh, Jason Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's coming back home to see his family. He's just, he's just using regular <laughs> excuse. Like, he's probably going to play. He's going to like, guys, they're fine if I come home. he's going to spend time with my family. I haven't been home for a while. Um, and the thing is, they could actually win both those games. That's the worst part. That's the, the part that scares me as well. Like, I don't think, even when the are playing as the Kings and the Cheetahs, I don't think Jordan 6 and them, came, and them came into Africa. I don't even think Leo as Cullen came not. into Africa. I don't even think Stuart Lackett <laughs> came into Africa. They just basically like, it's a two-week camp for the dogs to prepare for European Cup. Or they're or the basically like, Going back to Peter Moyne's house on continuing the um, uh flipping celebration from the Six Nations, like, like do you know what I mean? Like th- this is this is this is where we're at, at the moment. But um yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, but yeah, I think Lansa, do you I mean, tell it honestly, you look at this quarterfinals, this girl some rugby Chacha, Do you think they is talking do you think that um, they're going to go and... Yeah, it's hard to... Especially like the, since they're playing all the games <laughs> at home, apparently. Like, I mean, the In final's Dublin, there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what do you yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I don't want to make a call yet for Toulouse-Leinster. I think it's going to be an epic game. It's probably going to be similar to the France-Island game this year. Like, just crazy rugby being played at an elite level. I wouldn't even be surprised if Johnny Sexton, like we hear like his music come on in the middle of the game and he makes a comeback. (laughs) Like, let's do it all WWE style. Let's go for it. Like, yeah, I I can imagine. And I think Toulouse also have a little bit of a lead there in the top 14. So they can also try to rest their players for two weeks' time. So I can, yeah, I I think if there's going to be a team that stops Leinster, it's going to have to be Toulouse. And I'm... I think Toulouse could if they're all fit and everyone's firing. But uh, yeah, I, I lean towards Leinster. Like if Leinster has everyone available, if Josh Van der recovers, and I think Ronan Kelleher should be fine by then, and James Lowe has an injury, and Ryan.
1: Are you naming Leinster's team or Ireland's team? Because so that it feels like you're naming them. <laughs> The same, same <laughs> <bit> difference. <laughs> yeah, same just, just, just in blue jerseys.
0: Yeah, blue island. But yeah, if all those if 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 it's strength against strength at in Dublin, I'm gonna have to give it to Leinster. But yeah, I think the best chance is either to lose, getting a victory. Um, I don't think Leinster will be as ambushed next time if they or the other opportunity is that because, if I'm not mistaken, the semifinal and the final happen consecutive weeks because the Champions Cup is a stupid competition and they can't organize these things. So that means that the URC semifinal happens the week after that, or the URC quarterfinal, I should say. So for whoever who's the eighth-place team, which I think is likely to be the Sharks, you can probably do a Bulls and just surprise them when they play the Reese Riddick All-Stars or at least a mix of them. Um, in that quarterfinal game after the big final against La Rochelle so that's probably the only opportunity that someone can do an ambush on them but otherwise it looks like Levston is going to do the double um, and probably get their losses out of the way in, in South Africa in two meaningless games for them yeah Gary Ringrose yeah I know we'll call it, I don't know what we, I can't even think what the slander name was back in the day like Maurice Joubert with the with big reputation or something like that. But he's playing amazingly right now. Like, just both of his tries, which is classic outside center play. I don't want to say it, but they, he on Friday, he looked the most pride Driscoll that I've ever seen him look. Like, just the <laughs> way that he took those lines was just amazing. Yeah, you're right. I
1: mean, he's, he's, he's playing like arguably like the best... 13 in the world at the moment and that's the thing you gotta say until obviously I know Lukanyam's coming from injuries, but I mean if you talk right now it's, it's a Twitter fans don't kill me. I'm not saying he's better, I'm just saying at the moment, currently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um yeah, it's gonna be hard to stop Leinster. I mean it doesn't help they have the final at home, which is dumbest draw in the world. Like that, that annoys me. <laughs> it's like when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Super Bowl at home and they're all the Rams. Be like, what the hell? Like <laughs> You don't think these guys are going to rock up here in the final, like oh my word? And then, um, but um, yeah, I think Lanes is going to be hard to stop. I won't be surprised. Seeing Johnny, probably, Johnny Sticks has got, has got two games left for to, um which is the semi-final and the final of the European Cup. And then he's going to be like, you know, uh, the Champions. champions, champions I, love the, I love. I'll see you in September. Names. Yeah, I'll see you in September. <laughs> I don't do EuroC finals. I've got enough of those. Um, I'll see you in September. And then, like, probably his own camp. He's like, like, like tell the others, like, oh, so you're going to go in and camp? And, um, and then chill, but, yeah, flip.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I was starting to call
1: to Toulouse. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry, I was going to just quickly say, like, just with, on the other side of that draw with um, La Rochelle, I, I don't know if you saw the game, but Lavani Bottier had one of the best oh individual goodness. games I've ever seen. Oh, my word. Like, he was a menace in the breakdowns. I don't know if he watched, like, Heinrich Brousseau or Richie McCall videos um, the day before. And I know Boutier's good in the breakdown, but I've never seen him at this level in the breakdown.
1: Yeah, like, obviously, we know when he's being destructive with the ball in hand. But, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like you're channeling back, like, like like Pete David Polcock. Ox couldn't move him off the breakdown. But... um <laughs> But but La Rochelle, eh, thing again, La Rochelle—they they, they they're also a very very good outfit that always goes underrated and they they, pop, they keep popping up in the semi-finals mm-hmm. and the finals. Ronald is an exceptional coach who's, who I definitely think is getting a cool post World Cup for a national side. Um, and I just think um, like you said the other side, I mean that that, that, that La Rochelle ex- semi-finals also very good because I mean ex- is a very good side. I mean on their last dance. They'll, they'll back themselves to go and win in France. I mean, they they actually got nothing to lose because I mean, well, besides all the like, they, all, all those players are pretty much wrapping up their time in Exeter, so they have nothing to lose, and they, they won't be favourites, so they go, can go and just just have a ball, have a, have a draw, and, th- and throw the ball around, and then um, from there they can just go. No point in them flying back to England. They can just go to all their respective clubs. So basically, just be Rob Baxter coming back on his own.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's a tough one, I think, on, on both sides, but yeah, I still, I think La Rochelle just carries themselves like champions and mm. that's probably the biggest compliment right now. Like, they had some hairy moments with Ulster, they had to win in the last minute, they had to win in the last minute, obviously, against Ulster as well, and the Saracen's games wasn't easy compared to the other three games, the other three teams, but, you know, they just pulled away and they just never lo- looked like losing. Like, it's, yeah, it's rare, like, going into a game and you make Owen Farrell, Mario Toje, Billy Villampola obviously got injured early. Uh, you know, Max Malins, Alex Goode, uh, you know, Marco Villapola, um, Jamie George, Ben All those sort of players look relatively average. And that's what uh, La Rochelle was able to do. I mean, but Tia ran in between Farrell and and um, for that try. Um, the try that he created for Kobalo. And Kobalo's playing brilliantly. People are now saying he should play, he should be the Wallaby scrum half and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, they just have all the good things that you need from a team. Like the front row is fantastic with Antonio and Wadi and, and Bugarit. They have a great blocking pair. They have, you know, the you know, the pre-upgrade version of Miafu and Skelton. They have Laval. They have Aldrete in the, in the loose trio as well. Like and then obviously like you said, the back line's also quite lethal. And and Astor is playing really well. Like he's I think he's a much better flyoff than uh Iheia West. So they've improved on what they had last season. So look, whoever gets out of that semi-final um from Leinster to lose, they are definitely not gonna have an easy game against La Rochelle. And yes, Sir, um, Exeter, sorry, will give them a game, but I think it's Easy gonna be a shelf victory, maybe only by three points, but they'll win. Um, let's look at the Challenge Cup quite quickly. And yes, we have to apologize last week for not watching um the the Lions when they were winning um in the last 16 against Racing. Now, <clears throat> to be for for full transparency, I haven't actually had a chance yet to watch the whole game from this weekend. I did watch the highlights. I think Kutsi did the same. But yeah, quite an entertaining game that they had against Glasgow. But obviously, Glasgow is just too good. The one thing that the Lions can take home with them is they made Glasgow kick their first penalty kick um, of the year. So that's the first time Glasgow had to kick a penalty kick um, to get points this year. And they did run them relatively close. But at the end of the day, yeah, you can't do much about two, two, Below Tulip two, and Hugh Jones and Darcy, uh, not, sorry, not Darcy Graham, Carl stain was jumping in the, in the line out in the, for the first try. Did you see that cooks?
1: Yeah, I did, I did, but yeah, you are right. I mean, I think obviously the Lions was a great run. I mean, you, you come against, oh, you'd be one of the most on-form on form sides in Europe. At the moment in Glasgow, we, we, we've been playing exceptionally well. And I mean, I can't say this enough, but shout out, um, Franco Smith for the job he's done at Glasgow, the rugby they play. Mm-hmm. Oh, they play amazing rugby. Right? It's, 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 I, mean, I I made a, a, on Twitter a list of my favorite teams to watch and I forgot to add them on that list. I mean, the, I mean Carl Staines, also, he's been incredible. He's had a great year as well. Now he's jumping the line out. Um, he was great in the Six Nations. Um, oh, you know how I feel about Hugh like Hugh Jones playing good mm-hmm. rugby, is, 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 it makes me so happy. Like, He's like, is, is in the Thomas Ramos range of those guys who are just absolutely, they're just ballers and punos in the same way they just they just material like they don't have like out and out pace or big or massive size steps they just just they just out and out they just cause havoc and they're just ballers i mean hugh jones probably runs the best lines in world rugby at the moment Jeez, the, like he's trying again the lines that they're like he's running the, the the stuff they're doing on attack i mean like that like carlstein line out and they want they that fake mall as well you like i'm like there's options mm-hmm. everywhere I was like, yeah, okay, this this is a serious, serious attacking outfit. And I, I'm very excited to see them in the playoffs. I think I would love to see another Glasgow Stormers game in Cape Town. I, would, I think I'll fly mm-hmm. for that because that's, that's going to just be entertaining rugby. And I think a side like Glasgow would do well against a side like Leinster where I feel like Leinster would struggle to, like, to grind them down. They'd almost have to like make it a 30-point affair where it's going to be try-v-try try and, 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 and 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 make a sort of game like that. But the rugby gods, please, can we get Stormers vs Glasgow? Please. Please.
0: Let's see what they have cooking. And then just quickly a word on the semifinal matchup. So Benetton, their first European semifinal in their existence, they're going to be facing Toulon. Um, I think they're facing them away from home. So that's obviously going to be a big mountain to climb, and then Scarlets are facing Glasgow um, in the other semi-final. What, um, what, 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 what are you leading towards at the moment? Oh, a two very good semis as well.
1: Um, I'm so happy for Benetton. Um, just yeah, every year there's sort of. I mean, you tell you're a Bulls fan, so you know Benetton quite well from the Rainbow Cup. So what a surprise <laughs> for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, like, but Scarlett so listen I'd love to see I mean i love to see Scarlett kind of winning the whole thing or Glasgow um, I must say with Scarlett the nice thing about them uh, Dwayne Peel I remember him playing for being a man uh, playing for Wales at nine and he's done an amazing job with them obviously the, the stories that's come out of Wales has been have been great but I think they've been sort of an unsung hero of a team and gone through very under the radar in the RC having beat the Sharks a couple of weeks ago. But they're they also playing really, really, really nice rugby. Um but um, so I'd love to and and, and like the way Dwayne Peel coaches I like the way he goes about it. He's always an, he's always a great post match chat. Um so I'd like to see scholars go all the way. Um and um Jean-Paul, Glasgow. I love Glasgow, but I mean um they they they, they can have the the, the 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 they have the they've already won the streets over, which is better than any trophy you can <laughs> ever win. So I'd love to see Scarlet's go all the way.
0: Yeah, so Scarlet's are playing at home and against Glasgow, and then it's Toulon against Benetton. I would really love a Glasgow-Benetton um, final. I would just love for Benetton to hopefully have a chance to qualify for the um, for the Champions Cup as well. I mean, they basically are Italy-lite, so that will be also a great experience. For them. And I think we can pivot from here to um, the the last two rounds of the of the urc we have four teams currently in south africa at the moment um leinster and zebra are going to be doing two double headers against the Bulls and the lions in high Fault, um for their sins so that that's going to be uh, uh, uh quite an experience for teddy pentagrass or whatever you call um the the young Leinster to fly off and then um on the coast we have munster and benetton facing the stormers and the sharks and just to remind you of how the URC table looks like. Leinster basically they've secured the first spot. That's why they're sending their D team here. Stormers, Ulster, and Glasgow are basically fighting out for second spot. Um, Ulster, you know, have you know only only two points behind the Stormers. Stormers have two pretty tough matches against Munster and Benetton. And they probably have to get at least eight points from those matches if they want to get second place and have all of the have the quarterfinal and the semifinal at home. Then after that, it's Munster, Connacht, Bulls, Sharks, Benetton, even Cardiff and the Lions that are all fighting for the other four spots in the URC knockouts. And more, more importantly, the three places, probably three places that are left for automatic qualification for the Champions Cup. So there's a lot to play for now, Cooks. And if you want to talk about sort of the road ahead, the Sharks probably have the hardest road ahead because, yes, they're playing at home, but they're playing Benetton and Munster who both have um, things to play for, um, respectively. Benetton has basically bought the Italian team here. Munster have bought an even stronger team than the one that they bought for the Champions Cup last 16 game. And the Bulls, on the other hand, they need the wins, but they're only facing, you know, the Reese All-Stars and Zebre. Um, so they don't have too much to worry about while Munster's probably going to lose points um, playing away from home in South Africa, and Connacht have, in their final game, um, a match against Glasgow. All of that to say that there's a lot of moving chairs that will be happening over the next two weeks. Cooks, I think if you are... I think you're relatively comfortable if you're a Bulls fan, because for all intents and purposes, they should get... Eight points at the very least from these next two games and qualify. The Lions have a sneaky hope at getting into the, the 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 last eight, but the Sharks, you're worried, man, because you know if you don't perform near the level that you perform for the first 60 minutes against them to lose, Benetton's going to beat you. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. If you don't, um, if you do, yeah, if you don't. Yeah, flip it, and that Benton side is strong and they're very confident as well, coming coming off obviously of making their first ever final, And um I'm hoping they play well. I'm going to go watch the Sharks live on Friday, so they better play well. Um but again, if the Sharks rock up the, the rock up the first sixty minutes against Toulouse, I mean to Toul- yeah, to lose, they should win both games. But it's just frustrating the Sharks have have had to go this route and like that Scarlet's loss is annoying, but no, I think I'm gonna go with the Sharks to to do the job and and make the way to the playoffs. I think the Box will step up. I think the Sharks will can string two games. It's at home. They're in their own hands, and they're at home. So that's the thing. If, if they can't do it in Durban, then we then we shouldn't be. In the, then they shouldn't be in the playoffs. As simple as that.
0: And they shouldn't be in the Champions Cup as well. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah,
1: especially. In the- Especially the Champions Cup. But yeah, but, like, I hate the fact the Sharks are in this position. Like, why? Why do you have to be in this position? <laughs> so It's so good. It's so frustrating. It would
0: be, be typical yeah. Sharks for them to actually lose against Benetton as well. Some ugly 21 points to 10 match or something like that on Friday.
1: 100%. Or they're going to win, or they're going to win 52-3. Like, that's the thing. That could happen here. <laughs> so, like... But I'm, I'm hoping for the in between. Just give me just 27 15, shake hands. We go again next week.
0: Yeah. So there's, yeah, basically all to play for in these next two games. And I mean, the Storm is also facing Munster, away, um, uh, Munster at home this week. They're going to have a, a tough game for themselves. Um, Munster still has a lot to play for. They're going to need, Munster's going to try to get at least one match because that will probably get them into the top seven. But yeah, bonus points will be important in that game. And then the Lions and the Bulls will have to hope that Lenston, and are only here for the vibes and are only here to, you know, get in some, you know, autumn schoolboy school rugby, to go see the sights and sounds of Kruger, <laughs> you know, Cooks. I don't know, you might need to be a tour guide for them to show them the sights and sounds of Joburg and Pretoria.
1: Yeah, I might as well. I mean, um, <laughs> rugby is r- rugby's, a rugby's side activity. You know, the things they'll do like, oh, by the way, you can't go in this game drive. You've got to play a game of rugby for 80 minutes. But um, yeah, they, they, they're basically here on holiday pretty much. Eh? <laughs> that's,
0: that's their plan. They are, Yeah, I, I can't imagine that the Zebra team is going to be doing much more than vibes. Yes, the Leinster team is probably going to try to prove that they are the next... Island side for the next five years, but the Zebra team should be all here just for vibes. And yeah, there's some big games, at least this weekend. The Connacht Cardiff game is going to be a pretty much a knockout game for those two. If Connor can win, they probably get themselves into the top eight and knock out Cardiff. And they will also have some consequences for the Walsh um Shield and whoever qualifies from Wales. Ulster's gonna be like, is gonna be expecting five points against Dragons so that they can put pressure on the Stormers so that they have to win. And Glasgow gonna have their first. <laughs> this works out quite well for Glasgow. Glasgow's gonna have their match against Scarlets this weekend. <laughs> so they're gonna have a first a first off um, before their their semifinal in the Planet <laughs> Cup.
1: Gonna be gonna be like who's gonna who's, who's gonna bling first? Now you gotta hide moves but you can't use, use different calls now just to make sure that no one knows the <laughs> course of the semifinal. Just <laughs> try to trick the opposition be like, they're going to they're gonna, like, pick Hugh Jones so they can't work him out.
0: <laughs> yeah, there might be some shenanigans happening this weekend. Cooks, just as we get into the end point of this um, podcast, two things that I, I'm, I, I'm innocently asking you about. Um, did you see that World Rugby is considering the super, uh, the super the super rugby system of the orange card and referring people to get off for for yellows and all that sort of stuff and the ten minute thing that they did with Angus Blythe this weekend for the Reds? Oh no, no, Tyler. what is oh what is going on in rugby? Why? <laughs> what the thing of
1: why couldn't you rather make us wait five minutes? make a decision then like here's a yellow we're gonna re-watch it again and then like oh by the way it's a red now so i guys rugby's gonna hurt me comments it's gonna hurt me tell them it's, it's like it's frustrating me actually and like why are we following why are we following a narrative of a team that plays rugby on a thursday so i don't understand <laughs>
0: Yeah, I knew that that would probably get a reaction. <laughs> any, from
1: Any any like card system that it cannot be based on what's happening in Super Rugby Pacific. Like it cannot be not, not when there's like a year, like two records every single weekend. Like they they can't lead the charge in rugby like in card trials. Like they not them. Like what a club team in in Africa rather, not those out <laughs> Sunday at Super Rugby Pacific, which is basically trying to kill each other. Was it one, I think it was Angus Plateau, The saw one, yes. almost two weeks ago, almost, almost, almost took his head off, he got a yellow card. And like, they needed like, to go like, he didn't go sit down for like five minutes, like, oh, by the way, that's a red card. I'm like, guys, what is going on
0: here? He only got three weeks ban as well. What?
1: Yep. Three weeks. Three weeks. The same, so you got the same ban that Emengo uh, Chituka got. The exact same ban. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, those Oaks, you, they can't be in charge of card systems and trials. You, you, you must kill the poor. And like, you're almost like flipping, like, you, you, you could add another Quinn to pay an incident as well, where he can't play rugby because of the other flipping Oaks trying to break other Oaks' knees. Well, I, I just can't. Do it. Super Rugby Pacific and like, like they flipping card systems, the 20 minute red card, which is the worst thing in the world, where I, 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 you can't. For example, like almost take someone's knee out, or someone take someone's head out, and then sit for twenty minutes. And then you go back to fifteen. That cannot be it can't work like
0: that.
1: Oh uh, yeah. It cannot uh, work I, like I, that. I
0: agree. Yeah, you you're to gonna punch get the team.
1: So. And then you're gonna have to get then you're gonna sit here, you're gonna twitter, yeah, but record card games. What about Oaks taking knee? Couldn't p-? can't go to World Cup now because um what's his name? What's his lock the lock's name?
0: Darcy Swain.
1: Um, yeah, Darcy Swain there. And he wasn't, like, wasn't, like, and that wasn't, like, wasn't given a red. But, like, then also, if you just give red, two minutes later, the, the Wallabies are back to full strength. But they all can't go to the World Cup now. That, like, that, for me, an incident like that, like Darcy Swain, New York's banned is until Quint Pierre gets back on the field. That's how long your suspicion is for. If you take someone out like that, you've got to be, if he's, banned for, if he's out for nine months, you're you banned for nine months. Same, same. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way for me, I'll have it, because, you can't have Oaks diving at knees and someone giving you giving a yellow card and then Oaks comes back in three weeks' time as if nothing happened. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it can't work like that. It, it can't work like that.
0: Damn, it's very pacific. <laughs> I, I, that that <laughs> I knew that would get you worked up quite quickly. Um, and then finally, any, any shout-outs that like you have, Cooks? Maybe... To stuff that you were watching over the weekend in the schools or stuff that you may be going to in the next few weeks?
1: The funny thing, my shout-out is about the Suburbanic Pacific. Shout-out to the Chiefs again. Like, you know, you know what it is, eh? Like, you know certain, <laughs> the Sobriety Pacific, I may have destroyed you, but you do have very nice players to watch. That's, that's, what, that's why we're still hanging in there. The last couple of weeks, I not watched the Chiefs play. I must say something. It reminds me of Peak Super Rugby. It's just so much fun watching Damian McKenzie play rugby on a Friday or Saturday morning. It just, like, deli- mm. it's like it, it, like, makes your whole day. When he's cooking and the cheese are cooking, they're probably one of the best sides to watch. It's just, like, Danny McKenzie, I'm so excited he's back on our screens. He's back from Japan. He's playing well. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do with him come, come World Cup time. But it's just very, very, it's just a great way to start your day, just watching Damian McKenzie play rugby. I've been I've been on the pod for a week, so he's been my shout out. Just where there's a ten of fullback, uh it, it puts me in a it puts me in a happy place. Um I'm, i must say the rugby in the sport specific has been good. I mean, barring the discipline issues. Um I I do have a little bit of Wallaby oh, fear, a little bit. I think there's I'm, I'm very you see, by the way, Eddie Jones' first um training squad. That's very interesting Ooh. with no Like with no take, I don't know what I don't don't know what Harry
0: Wilson needs to do more. I don't know what Ted McDormand needs to do more. Uh, Yeah, it is up to his old tricks again. And these, the the country of Australia has to be. Yes, that's what I was about to say. The country of Australia has to be arrested for how they're treating Lola Sio. Like I get it, he's not the most talented fly off in the world, but you can't tell me that Ben Donaldson is better than Lola Sio. No, he's absolutely not.
1: I, I refuse. To to believe that. And like also <laughs> I, 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 I always feel like he's the scapegoat. And 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 mm. I don't think he's as bad as what people like look at some of the tears before he got dropped last year. I'm like, geez, Dave Rennie, like I feel like I'd rather go with him and maybe like a Reese Hodger 10. Do you know what I mean? you're Like just like can we like just give the kid a chance? But Ben Donaldson. I'm like unless obviously Cooper is gonna be his ten if he if he manages to get fit. But at least for me, have a look in at Lotus here and be like, unless, yeah, oh, uh, but I, I'll, I'll definitely get a Ballo in if I mean, if he, the way he's playing at the moment, you know, that, that experience at nine, but like, no, Ted McDermott. I mean, I'll never have, um, I'll never have Jake Gordon ahead of Ted McDermott. Not, that, that's, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 it's hard for me to stomach that one, but it's going to be interesting what Eddie does. I mean, I, I do think the Wallabies, are, yeah, there's, there's little, the Tars are playing a bit, better. Um, and um the Reds up and down, Brambies are brambering. Um I see, yeah, I'm very interested to see what Eddie Jones does. And that's a, a big part of me. So just was like fast forward to July. So you can never look at these um the test sides already and see what they do. But yeah, I'm a big uh must Pacific. Dave McKenzie, shout out to you guys. Crusaders uh just can't play rugby like, in February. Now they probably I think they've won the last five, so they're probably going to beat the Blues again in the swimmer finals and the Blues are going to be another one. Oh, my word. Blues are, just, <laughs> blues are not, to,
0: Blues are not making a final.
1: Get oh, that blues. out of your
0: system right now. Yeah,
1: Blues are struggling at the moment. But um, anyway, but, but, but again, anyone who loves scuba rugby, make sure you do tune into to Craig Bloom versus Oginico this weekend. It's going to be a... Mm. That's going to be a massive, massive game. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Definitely going to have to max fun some time. I think I'll three. Oh, man. Damn school's up. I played my school in high school up, I played my games at Levin. So by the time that Gray and then played, I forgot I played rugby that day. So so I think Craig Lim and, and then that's gonna be that's gonna be a cracker. But who's your shout out?
0: Cooks we love an underdog dog story here. I think we need to take time to, you know, uh, celebrate the underdogs. And, you know, there's been a team that's been losing 10 matches in all competitions, and we had questions about you know, whether rugby was dying in this region, what we need to do to revive rugby here, like, are kids even wanting to play rugby anymore? Are they Are going to soccer now? Like, what's going to happen if we lose the great state of Pretoria to rugby now? And the Bulls, <laughs> the true underdog story that they are, came back from a 10-loss um, streak, selected all of their springboks, and the Springboks dads and everyone else, and they decide they're going to show the Grecois a lesson on Friday. And I don't even know if <laughs> Caden Moody knows what the Curry Cup is, but he definitely played and he was part of a 40 points to three victory over the Grecois on Friday. You know, Caden Moody played in the, in the Curry Cup for the first time, not knowing what it is. Ron Okia has, I think, played every second of every game, more or less, um, in, the, in the last. Uh, in, in the last few months and the Bulls have now shifted away from you know automatic relegation they've moved above the griffins they're they they're long-time rivals to 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 go two points ahead of them and are making that slow trudge <laughs> up of the up in the standings now now i'm not sure what jake's going to do the next few weeks because the urc and super and um super <laughs> the urc and the curry cups can be happening at the same time so I don't know if Kirtley Aronson and the boys are going to be playing two games in the same weekend, now that Jake's also now coaching two teams at the same time. But, yeah, at least the Bulls are not an automatic relegation anymore. So they're trying to make that long ascent up the table to, to try and at least get to sixth place by the end of the season.
1: Listen, if Brock Harris can play two games in one day, I'm sure Curtly Aronson <laughs> and Ken Moody can play two games in one weekend. Um, yeah, cheapest. yeah, tell that's great job. Yeah, Victoria hasn't seen um a win for a while in the in the great city. I mean, from ducks to Curry Cup to <laughs> URC. It's been a drought there. But I'm, I'm hoping the Bulls can yeah. use this to sort of, you know, build up momentum and and and, and plow the way through and um just 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 make a way. I mean them and them and this the what they only six, seven spring box on the side. I mean, that's who I mean who only has five, six, seven spring boxes they can use it. This momentum hmm. to sort of rise up, but for all I want, all I want is one of the bulls. If the bulls got relegated, that would have been, I mean, they're still in the charts, but I can't have the dicks playing in, in in Fort Hare and the bulls <laughs> playing against STBD Eagles or playing against, uh, playing the, against Bull, the Bulldogs. Playing, oh, my goodness, like, like they can get in the same flight actually, like while they're there. They can. While they're playing, <laughs> You guys, you guys sort out uh, wusu the side and we'll sort out the border bulldogs on this side, but um, <laughs> but shame. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Ron Nick, the nice thing though, talking about Ron Nick here, playing every game, the nice thing now is he's at least not playing Wasted Cup Mondays, Now so now you can just rest and just play on the weekends. Obviously, <laughs> playing Mondays for Ducks, yet then you have to play for the Bulls, but it's, it's probably going to play for on the 20 side as well, probably just you know, I think um, the competition still going on because I mean, Ron. Ronikir has to play every single game and, and, every, and every single minute. That's how he leads, Starla. that's how he leads the union, by playing every single <laughs> game. And, it's, and it, 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 Unless he's got one club game coming up, the club season starts this weekend in Joburg, so I'm sure you'll, if they're playing on a Friday night, you'll, I mean, that's, that's the least he can do. The least he can do is play one yeah, club I mean, game.
0: You, you know that um, Dr. Strauss has been saying that the Bulls are so committed to their club rugby, so I'm sure now all those Bulls players have to play club rugby this weekend as well. So I, I'm sure... I don't think Strauss is... I don't think
1: Donald, is, um, I don't think Donald Twitter works anymore. I haven't seen him tweeting for a while. <laughs> I don't know if it's been suspended or... I don't know if it's... his daughter. But, um... <laughs> it so
0: must be load shedding. It must be load shedding.
1: Must be lodged... Because I mean, last year, when the Bulls had every single trophy in South African rugby, I, we, we all knew about it. We did. And we loved it. And we... And he reminds us every week. You reminded us every week. Jared did because you nobody's know, left for the Blue Bulls. Did, while <laughs> tweeting from PSP's guest house, um, so so it's, that's we, someone needs to check on Doctor Strauss's uh, Twitter, please, guys. Please check out Doctor Strauss. We need we, we, we need his thoughts. His thoughts back on as, Twitter.
0: As Dylan Jack said uh, last week, once Doctor Strauss claimed um, the Varsity Cup as one of the trophies that the Bulls have won. That was the end of that whole Bulls domination of Sarak and <laughs> That's when he had to stop talking about things like that. And yeah, I, I can confirm he has not tweeted in two weeks. Exactly. Why aren't you talking about the Tux?
1: talk about tux, talk about Tux and be like And be like, yeah, so since the the trophies also belongs to them be like, it's so sad. One of our one of our boys has been has been relegated. Now we gotta find a way to 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 bounce back from it, I'm, I must say I'm very excited for the for the Blue Bulls versus uh, Leopards promotion and relegation game in Loftus. I'm very keen for that. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to make it there. Um, that should be a sold out game. Should we play it at Olin park? Should be at Poch. I'm oh, uh, okay. That's going to be a good game Friday night. I, I mean that's what the, the I mean the, I, I don't think um, Keddie Orange and Akane like Moody have even been to Poch. I think that's going to be and a great <laughs> way to to start that, I think. That's, I think that should be like soon. I think that's that's what people want. Who cares about EuroC final and the Bulls are playing against the Leopards to try in the Kaya Cup? That's all I need. To, that's all I need oh. to happen.
0: I'm sure Rasi Rasmus is excited that his two uh starlets at, at, at outside backs are playing each and every game available for the next few weeks.
1: At least they play against the uh, the Griffins. We can't have. Um, uh, Ken and Moody being tackled by Markade September, who should be in the box mix, by the way. to <laughs> France. I need to see Markade September. That's who I need to see. A Twelve, Markade September. Anyone named Markade September should be playing for the Springboks. That's a fantastic name.
0: <laughs> no, we we he will definitely be coming into the race for 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 the midfield now as well.
1: Don't forget, um, sorry, sorry, before you leave, don't forget Devin Williams in the mix for third five guys. Please, I know we was mentioned in the license oh of the block and Robert Dupree. Can we throw in uh Demon Williams as a third choice 10 and then make sure we're playing someone we who can kick We can kick for polls at 15? Because David <laughs> Williams doesn't do that stuff. He just he just cooks against France last 20 minutes. We can't score points, just just put him in a 10, let him cause havoc, and then we can and then he, and then his job done. He, he, he look good in green and gold. Just don't ask him to kick for poles or for touch. So we got to keep a Colby or Williams are there. He proposed for
0: us. Cooks, I need to ask you. I mean, I, we all know about your theory about um coloured outside backs with scrum caps. I mean, and I was watching the 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 Varsity Cup semifinals and I think it's Tino September, his name, um from Puka. Like, yeah. I think that My man's yeah. gonna continue that tradition in a good way. One hundred percent. He's he's
1: again. You he any coloured outside back with scrum cap on? The scrum cap is there just for control. Just, it's just for control because he knows, like, if he has not come to point, he's going to be a wild cannons come camp to just gives him a little bit of structure, and then he's ready to sidestep you guys. And, like I said, a coloured kind of fly who does not kick for poles is just as dangerous. Doesn't kick for poles, doesn't take kickoffs, his <laughs> one sole responsibility is to just cause havoc, is to cook. I believe in a 10. This basically does, like, he does every, he does the only responsibility he does of, of a 10 is to control the game. Anything else, like kicking for poles, like, no, no, I've got no time for that. We need, um, we, we our, full, our fullback does all our kicking and like, yeah, that, and the, 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 other most dangerous position is a, is a, is a, is a short Afrikaans open-sided flanker with a scrum cap on. If, it's, if that hook is like 181 <laughs> <eight>, one <laughs> meters, you're not getting, you're not winning the ball on the ground. Those hooks are, are, are a nuisance in the breakdown, an absolute <laughs> nuisance
0: in the breakdown no cooks that's those are people you have to definitely watch out for yeah and i'm sure those people will definitely be considered for the for the squads going forward as well cooks thank you so much that is a great wrap up of you know the week's rugby's a week's rugby and weeks going on um all the best in your travels in around the country this in the next few weeks i'm sure that and i hope that you can't go to the glasgow stormers semi-final match because you have to go to a diamant versus uh you know i don't even know what schools they're, they're on kimberley but you have to go to one of those derbies there to, to come cover it there
1: <laughs> yes that is mean that's what i hope the Bulls <laughs> automatically relegated that's what i hope <laughs> automatically I relegated
0: for our, i can't wait for our derby against the pumas next season in the in the first division what do you mean? The Pumas will be champs, brother. Don't, don't put, put yourself in the same bracket as the Pumas. They put, they
1: put 60 on you, and they'll do it again. And they'll do it again. <laughs> Jimmy Storos will do it again. He knows you very well. Fair enough.
0: Uh, and then thank you so much for all, all our listeners on, on Rugby Bits. Thank you so much for following us um, on social media. And yeah, please follow us on, on wherever you get your, 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 your podcasts, on Apple, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them. Please drop us a a like or five stars and a rating and a comment so we can shoot up in those rugby um, podcast rankings. And we will see you next week with another episode wrapping up um, the URC as well. Bye.